How you feeling? Oh, what's got you bummed out today, Kyle Cass? Every day. <laughs> you know, it's like I still had, you know, the only days I really wasn't that bummed out was when I was Tabitha for those two days. But okay, either way, that's over with. <laughs> <laughs> this other chick, she didn't show up. <laughs> so, okay. You know, maybe I'll see her again, and I won't be so bummed out at some point later, but it's probably going to take so long. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, just, uh, very, uh, <laughs> trippy, whatever it is. I don't know. Just very, uh, you know, it's like still at this point. <laughs> I have, you know, there's just, everything's just fucked, you know, like there isn't, you know, nothing that heavy happened with, I mean, she tells me she loves me and I love her or whatever, but, you know, it's like, you know, Susan's a really beautiful woman, but, uh, the new chick, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's like, very, I'm mad at it's just like, I don't know, you know, like, if things are going to good or not, or, you know, like, I got to see how, what happens. But at this point, it's like all possibility. You know? I mean, it's, it, yeah, we, we love each other, whatever. And it isn't whatever, but, you know, it's still just, she's still, to me, still just a possibility still. You know what I mean? Like, it isn't like we're, it's like we're, not like we're fully together or not together, you know? It's like... Ah, uh, you're just planets orbiting around each other. Yeah, that's, that's what it still feels like. We're, we're, we're orbiting around each other. We feel something heavy for each other, you know, like... But I'm wondering how much of a possibility is it really, you know? <laughs> All that shit. So it's like, it's still not enough to make me go, okay, I'm you know, like, everything's okay, or, you know, all that, you know. Yeah, I can feel that. Well, not really, because I've never been in love, so. Yeah, that sucks, man. Really miss out on that. It is a, it is a heavy, uh, it's a good thing. I mean, it really sucks to have not had that, especially that sucks. Yeah, but I feel a little comment so time. Wait, how old are you now? I'm going to be 31 on the 21st of September. You know, 31, see, like, when I was 30, that's when it hit me, it's not going to come in its own time. Like, I, I used to, I thought that up through when I was 27. Or really when I was 28, 20, like when I was 30, 29 or 30, like by the time I'm like 30, I'm like, like realizing it's not going to, or 29 even, I'm realizing it's not going to come on its own time. It's something you have to really push for, and I still couldn't push for it really heavy until I was like 35, and 
you know, it's something you've got to really try to push for. It's not going to come on its own time. It just doesn't. Yeah, I've tried to force it, like, over the last year. Like, I tried to talk to girls, and shit just collapsed. Didn't work out. Yeah, no, no, I've been through the same thing. I'm not good at it. Like, for me, that's why I have to do the chat lines in general. You know, like, this girl is kind of working out, I think. But things haven't worked out for me in natural situations so much, like, since the past month. Really. Like, since July of this year, things in general don't work for me very good in, in, in natural situations. What did you do today? Not a hell of a lot. I just went and paid for another night to, to be here and organized my suitcases to, you know, like, so that everything is, like, in one area where the... the Made people like it, and I'm still waiting to see when the made people will come, so I can figure out how to plan the rest of my day. Yeah, I could feel that. Just trying to figure it out. And well, then I'm drinking a lot of water. I drink like a huge amount of water, which uh, my whole body feels swollen. So I don't know, like, how much the water is helping me or not, but. It was a lot easier to get the shoes on, but my feet are still swollen. And, uh, like, if I hear the maids come, I gotta get my shoes on real quick and get my mask on real quick and answer the door real quick. Which, getting my shoes on real quick isn't so easy with the swollen feet, but... At least, especially with the right foot, but, uh, We'll see. Yeah, like, today has been a fucking drama-filled day yet again. Oh, God, that sucks, man. I'm, I'm lucky. At least I haven't had any drama so far today. Yeah, like, basically... Had an uncomfortable talking group, you know. I'm not supposed to talk about what, you know, what st- comes out in group, stays in group, but... Even the, uh group homeowner came after the group and is like, nah, we need to process that shit. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, and basically I told him the situation with my roommate Nate and, you know, like he's thinking I'm snitching on him and shit and the owner confirmed it. Like, cause I'm like, I'm thinking, did I say something and didn't think about it? Like, what the fuck did I do? And then he's like, nah, you didn't say nothing to us. The group, the other lady that's like the secretary and the group facilitator, like, she's like, nah, you didn't say nothing to me. So it's just all in his head, you know, or like I told the group homeowner, I think he's just trying to get out of paying me back for taking him to Kings Island. Okay. Yeah, because he's alone in his own head with his, you know, accusation. Yeah. But then, you know, he's trying to fucking save up to move out of here and shit, so that's convenient for him to fuck me over, you know. Mm. 
which I learned my lesson. I'm not doing nothing big for nobody in rehab, no fucking more, unless they're my boy. But he was acting like we was kind of cool, but, you know, like, I'm going to just have to really avoid doing anything because that's 45 bucks out of my credit card money that I'm not going to get back. So it's just like, you know, I just got to take that L. You learned your lesson, you know, unless it's like some cigarettes or like $5. You know, maybe I can help a nigga out with that, but I ain't never going above $5 or $10 to help somebody out in a rehab ever again. Ready? Yeah, you know, fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me yeah, twice, shame on me. I've been fooled three, four times by the same fucking tweaker who rips me off, so I got a lot of shame on that. But then, you know, like, you, you, you know, help me out later on and, and shit, so I don't know. But I still I still don't think I'm going to trust him enough to, 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 to party with him. <laughs> like, what did he do? I mean, just he stole a, a pipe that I had first time I was on the streets, and then he uh, uh, took that weed and the uh, uh, my rolling papers second time, <laughs> and uh, yeah, those are the three times I got fooled. But uh, but then he keeps giving me shit now, and it's like I still don't think I should trust him enough to party with him. <laughs> I've been fooled too many times. Yeah, that's basically how I'm looking at it, you know. It ain't the first time I've ever been ripped off in the rehab. It's like the second time. You know, a dude promised that he would pay me back extra money for, you know, what I let him borrow or you know, shit like that, like saying, oh, if you give me this, I'll pay you this much extra, you know, and it was just a ploy to get money from me. Yeah. yeah, but that's just basically all that's going on with me, you know, I've just confirmed that, you know, my side of the street is clean, like that's what somebody was saying in a meeting, you know. As long as you got your side of the street clean, you ain't got nothing to worry about, you know. Well, the other side of the street has the broken glass and the and the uh, uh, syringes and the needles and all mixed with the kids' playing equipment <laughs> and a few vials of dog shit. Some other assorted uh, fun stuff. So kindly direct your feet to the dog shit side of the street. Punny. Grab your get your hat, send your kids down to the swing set. Let them go down the slide with those syringes that they can't hide. <laughs> Let them get stung with those needles. <laughs> it's 
gonna be so fun. Yeah, yeah but he's just another one of those motherfuckers cutting corners and shit. You know, like, I ain't gonna say who and what and what situation, but be specific, but but he told me his sobriety ain't as strong as he acts like it is, so. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Don't know nothing. Yeah, my. Not trying to be sober, so. I mean, I kind of am doing it now because I got to figure out what to do about the real world, but, you know, I'm not get a chance and find people I trust. I'll probably won't be sober. <laughs> At this point, I got to worry about the real world, and there isn't like everybody that's around me is people I can't that I've seen is people I can't fully trust. So. All right, you ready to dive into the news? Yeah, let's attempt to dive in the news this time. Splash, splash, splash. Yeah, you kind of passed out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I've been guilty of that on more than one occasion, so I don't blame you. Yeah, it's all right. I'm just I'm tired. I slept and slept and slept. And woke up at like six something. And, uh, just started thinking what I got to do today or whatever. Let's head to supposed to do like honestly I need to hit up the one guy and see you know get some pointers on what I should say Friday what's happening Friday uh going to talk at the rehab oh, okay. I don't know like what do you need to be you know like if you're gonna talk at the rehab say what you want to say like because these dudes will t- get you to say their fucking bullshit lines say something that's not bullshit yeah, I'm gonna keep it real, you know, like Yeah, let me text him real quick. And there are people I trust, like the chick I was with. I trust her, but she doesn't smoke herbs. So. It's like, 
don't know. Like everybody that I've been trusting lately are people that aren't smoking herbs. So it's like, uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's a beneficial day in the news and we can learn some shit. Yeah, let's, let's hope that, that there's more things that are about us keeping ourselves from being screwed over than about us being screwed over. <laughs> uh, details emerge on brother's role in Governor Cuomo scandal. Okay, brother, okay. Okay, well, Cuomo's lucky enough to get some pussy. You know, don't bug him about it. God damn. Shit. Okay, I don't know. Want to go into this or should you? Know, like... And, like, uh, this reads, like, in the little description, a new report from New York's Attorney General hinted at a depth of the Paris strategy consultations in response to Andrew Cuomo's sexual harassment. Okay. Okay, so what else the article say? State prosecutors shed new light Tuesday on CNN anchor Chris Cuomo's involvement in managing the response to the sexual harassment scandal surrounding his brother, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Chris Cuomo was in the governor's inner circle as they developed talking points and strategies in late February as accusations threatened to threaten the three-term governor, according to emails and text messages made public by investigators for New York Attorney General Leticia James. In like uh, hold on, some my buddy actually sent me a video. Shit. So I want to change it. Well, because I see obviously outside there's a little red marks or whatever. I open it up to this. Yeah, I hear. Sound keeps going in and out. Oh, God. So, to be continued. Ah. Oh! Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, my buddy sent me a video of his uh, brown recluse bite. Oh, okay, right in. So, like, motorcycle? No, like the spider. Spider? Yeah, brown recluse. Okay, so this is a spider. Yeah. Okay. Trippy. Cool. Yeah, he's like fucking oozing out pus and blood from the bite and shit. Looks pretty gnarly. No, no, my, my feet have enough pus and blood from from whatever the fuck's happened to them. 
and my fucking uh, sunburns. Although most of them are finally starting to scab up a little bit. With the left one starting to scab up a little bit, but I don't know how, how much it'll be intact once I take a shower, which is... Uh, in May, Chris Cuomo admitted having had inappropriate strategy talks with his brother and vowed to steer clear of the network's coverage of the governor. Tuesday's report from Attorney General hinted at the depth of the cons- strategy consultations. According to the report, in February 27th, chain of messages to other Cuomo allies, political consultant Liz Smith wrote, I don't love that part, but Chris Andrew wanted in. Chris wants to make sure we have enough contrition in here. Smith did not definitively identify Chris as being Chris Cuomo, but the messages aligned with other suggestions he is reported to have made about messaging. Okay, well, either way, goddamn, like, we have to have everything, I mean, in general, the fucking press is messaging everything to go against men in general. Like, all the news is set up to go against those men. You know, it's like, God, so there's some dude in CNN that was trying to defend one of us. God damn it, how dare they? Yes, how dare they fucking protect oh, wait, no, let me see. I don't know if the, my phone's good, but let me see that. Hello? Yeah. Okay, great. Moscow Chaos. Let's call him back. in right now, but leave a message after the beep, and I'll get right back to you. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press 5. Yeah, Kyle, it's Aaron. Hit me back. 9375299795. Please. Well, we lost Kyle Chaos, so we'll be returning whenever he calls me back. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, I can dig it. Even though I haven't made you in some that's crazy. Everything's just weird and trying to make the real world good. And everybody around me that hurts is people I don't really trust, so... Yeah, you don't want to trust them. 
Trash well, a couple people shit. I trust, but every time I see the couple that I trust enough to smoke with, really one person I trust enough to smoke with, that I trust enough to smoke with, they're just like coming and going, and like, see, they're like coming and about ready to leave, so it's like, fuck it. <laughs> so it's a trip, anyway, so we're talking about the, the thing with, with Cuomo and the people of CNN was trying to help him because how dare somebody in the press not say something that that, uh, that uh, how dare someone in the press not say something that that, that uh, goes against men in general or, or goes to this idea that us men should have to keep losing over and over again Okay. Chris Cuomo was copied into a series of February 27th emails from Governor Cuomo's communications director, Peter Ajamian, and his chief of staff, Josh Vlasto, to other top aides, mapping how they should delicately handle allegations by Charlotte, Charlotte Bennett. They seem to agree that the best strategy would be to praise Bennett as a hard-working and valued member of our team while denying her allegations. It also appeared that Chris Cuomo played a role in writing the overall response Governor Cuomo issued on February 28th as the sexual harassment allegations reached an apex. In an email at... Well, we don't time and date. Blasto replied to an email from Chris Cuomo that included language that would largely make up a statement issued later by the governor. Questions have been raised about some of my personal interactions with people in my office. The statement attributed to Chris Cuomo's email said, I spend most of my life at work and colleagues are often also personal friends I never intended to offend anyone or cause any harm that's what else the article says the email continued that sometimes I am playful and make jokes adding you have seen me do it at a briefing well at briefings Hundreds. Of, uh, shit, it's cold here. Where I'm at, man. You have seen me do it in briefings hundreds of times. My only desire is to add some levity and banter to what is very serious business. Later that day, Andrew Cuomo posted a statement addressing the allegations on the governor's official website. The statement mirrored nearly word for word the email attributed to Chris Cuomo. The governor's statement, which was picked up by several news outlets within minutes, said questions have been raised 
about some of my past interactions with people in my office. I never intended... Well, yeah, that pretty much is word for word. Okay, well... Either way, goddammit, everything's being stacked against us men in the media. Goddamn, how dare someone help you not stack things against you when the media is trying to do everything possible to create this narrative that us men have to lose all the time. That's the end of the article. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, Mario Cuomo, or what, yeah, that's the name, right? Mario Cuomo? Or is it a different Cuomo? Chris Cuomo. Okay, Chris Cuomo is the CNN dude. Who's the, the, the governor dude? Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Okay, so Andrew Cuomo should be able to get pussy from Charlotte Bennett if he wants to. God damn it. Should not to be worried about, am I going to get fired because I got some pussy? This is fucking bullshit. And uh, if women are going to put us in this situation, then uh, we just need to uh, just uh, kill as many strong women as possible. You know, we, we need to create a world where us men... Uh, won't have to be put in this this situation anymore. Where uh, we did, we just shouldn't take this shit from uh, from uh, women anymore. Dems could face off against each other in key talks. Okay. Let's Jeff. Let's go into this one. How hard a line should progressives take in infrastructure talks? What do the the progressives want versus what the other side wants, I guess? So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, they probably should put a hard line, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's let's go into it. Let's hear what, what else the article has to say. A bipartisan group of senators is pushing forward with efforts to pass a $1 trillion infrastructure plan. Reached after months of negotiations between Democrats and Republicans, the proposal would include $550 billion in new spending to improve the nation's roads and bridges, bolster public transportation, expand high-speed internet access, replace lead pipes, and modernize the country's power grid. The bill represents the first piece of a two-pronged strategy to pass President Biden's sweeping infrastructure agenda, which would represent the most significant change to the government's role in this economy in a generation if enacted. Biden and Congressional Democrats have split that plan into two parts. A bipartisan bill focused on physical infrastructure that can garner the support of at least 10 Republican senators to avoid a filibuster. And a larger bill centered on what the president has called human infrastructure. That Democrats can pass on their own using reconciliation, a provision that allows budget-focused legislation 
to advance with a simple majority. Now that a bipartisan deal has been reached on the first bill, attention has shifted to the debate over the size and contents of more ambitious follow-up. In July, Democrats unveiled an outline for $3.5 trillion in spending toward health care, child care, higher education, and curbing climate change. Good luck getting bipartisan support with that shit. Mm-hmm. No, but then, you know, especially when it comes to climate change, then, yeah, the progressives probably should push hard for that. Yeah, but... That shit's not going to fly with the Republicans. Like, I can see... I mean, you're basically trying to spend more money on fucking healthcare, which I can see healthcare, but childcare, higher education. Like, unless they're giving out free educations to people or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably, out of all that, I would have taken the higher education out of it. Like, that's the one that's going to be the least doable, really. And curbing climate change? Like, that's not gonna fly with Republicans at all. Yeah, no, no. Definitely not gonna fly with the Republicans, but whether the progressives should push for that part of it, at least the at least for the handouts and the, and the stopping the climate change, they probably should push for it. Yeah, to further their political agenda. Well, it isn't just about furthering the political... I mean... It isn't about, it's like, it isn't some abstract political agenda. It's about, you know, like, what's going to be real solutions to these problems? I mean, maybe it shouldn't have been stuffed into an in, in, an infrastructure bill. You know, the Republicans got a good point in that. But it's still about what's going to, you know, be real solutions to the problems we're at. Yeah, but I don't think just throwing money in a haphazard way without any real plan is of how you should go about it. Okay, but do they... I mean, I think they have a real plan. I don't think it's like, oh, they don't have a real plan. Well, I'll see in the article, but everything I've heard, like, like they're just going to be... Just throwing money at fucking, you know, curbing emissions. Mm-hmm. But then what's the plan behind how to curb the emissions? You know? that the bipartisan deal uh, wait 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 uh, that bill will need support of all 50 senate democrats which puts moderates like Arizona's Kirsten Cinema and West Virginia's Joe Manchin in the familiar position of being a being to block being able to block parts of Biden's agenda that they feel are too aggressive okay wait 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 okay. so go back go back to that last part that's an important part. So say that last sentence again. 
being able to block parts of Biden's agenda that they feel are too aggressive. No, before that, before that, who these people are, or the, that whole sentence about who these people are, that's the important part. Arizona's Kirsten Cinema and West Virginia's Joe Manchin. Okay, so these are the two Democratic pigs that try to stop any real solutions from being put together by the Democratic Party. And, you know, I, again, I think the progressives should push to stop those two pigs in the Democratic Party from, from uh, stopping real solutions from being implemented. That narrow path to also, well, to passing also means that progressive Democrats in the House and Senate have the power to make similar demands. Both Senator Bernie Sanders and the squad member, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, have said they will not support the bipartisan bill unless it is accompanied by a a larger reconciliation bill a stance the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has taken as well. Okay, I think that's a good stance. Well, then the bill probably won't get passed at all. Um, it might not. It might not. Which would be a big lose for Biden, but uh, I don't think it really matters whether Biden wins or loses on them. In general, like, I wasn't really a fan of this 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 bill in the first place. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like the Republicans have it right as far as that it's probably going to make everybody's taxes go too high. Um, to me, like the the fixing climate change and the and the health care and the and the uh, uh, child care handouts are more important than any of the rest of this infrastructure shit that they're pushing really. You know, maybe fixing transportation if they're serious about it. But the transportation people never seem like they're serious about really improving transportation in the first place. So, I don't know. I, I, th- I think the Democrats should, should push for this. Uh, After months of negotiations across the aisle, the future of Biden's infrastructure agenda now rests on resolving what could become a heated fight within the Democratic Party over the size and scope of the second bill. Okay. Many on the left have called on progressive lawmakers to take a firm stand to ensure their priorities are addressed in the final bill. Of primary concern, they argue, is making sure the infrastructure plan includes aggressive steps to decarbonize the U.S. economy, like I said, to combat climate change. A similar case has been made for progressives to take a stand to ensure that the care economy is properly funded and tax increases on big corporations and wealthy individuals are included. Yeah, I think those are all good moves. I don't know if they should have been done in an infrastructure bill, but it's like they're trying to figure out how do we get these real solutions passed in some way. And 
They've been talking all this big shit about taxing the rich more for half a year, and they haven't done shit. That's just an okay. Promise. But they're trying. They're trying to do it. You know, the, the way that the lame system is working is making sure that they can't do anything about it. That they can't do shit because all these lame compromises again that, that screw us over. With Biden's presidential legacy deeply tied to passing his infrastructure plan, some political analysts argue that progressives have the leverage to stand firm knowing he will likely back whatever plan his party settles on. The $3.5 trillion framework already represents a major compromise from an earlier $6 trillion plan that Saunders proposed. And that's the end of the article. Okay, well, I think that's a good thing. I just want to go back to the one part. Uh, Joe Sessions is the Democrat that fucks everything over, that stops change in in, uh, Virginia. And who's the Arizona? Kirsten, what's her name? Cinema. Kirsten Cinema. Those are the two pigs that stop every real solution, you know, real change and real solution, change for the better and real solution from happening. But okay, yeah. Let's let's go to the next article. But I think the, I think the, the progressive Democrats should push to get some real solutions implemented uh, somehow in this. Although I don't know if, if uh, doing it through the through uh, uh, the infrastructure bill is the best way to do it. But at least try to get the real solutions to be implemented. I don't know. And just say, yeah, try to get the real solutions to be implemented. They didn't want COVID on the death certificates. Wait, say that again? They didn't want COVID on the death certificates. Okay, well, yeah, let's go into this one. Or at least a little bit into this. Missouri County Coroner removed COVID from death certificates to please grieving families. Okay. Sounds like a bunch of snowflakes. It's like, don't Um, say what they actually died from. Just fucking... I don't know. I mean, listing this, it could be the opposite. You know, because... It's like so much of what goes on is they tell when people die of other diseases, they say it's because of COVID whenever they want to try to push a lockdown somewhere, that this could be that kind of a case. So I'm, I'm trying to hear what, what this is. Uh, I'm trying to like see if, if that's the case, because I, I really think that is happening, that there's, when people are dying of something else, they're saying it's COVID because they can get more insurance money from it and uh, it helps to push the lockdown whenever they want to, like with this Delta variant, there, a bunch of forces are trying to push to lock down the country really heavy and uh, I don't want to see the country locked down that heavy and uh, so I don't, yeah, let's go more into this Hold on, I left my fucking soda in the freezer because this might be like the uh, media trying to push that people are dying of, of uh, 
you know, the, the opposite agenda that people are dying more of COVID than they're saying they are. And these family members are stopping it from happening, stopping it from being listed. And, oh, it's not going to help us lock down the country. And it's like, I kind of think this could be that kind of propaganda article. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how, like, what's happening. Well, basically, it says that uh, a small county underrepresented the deaths because families requested well under counted the COVID deaths because families requested that the cause of death not be listed as COVID okay I don't know if that's true or not I tend to think that's probably not true but uh, I mean I tend to think this is probably a propaganda story but uh that's why I kind of want to hear more of this. Like, are, are there some more details on this? The undercount in coronavirus-linked deaths in Macon County, or Macon County, M-A-C-O-N, home to around 15,000 as a result of the coroner's actions is relatively small. The Kansas City Star, which first broke the news of the story pegged the figure at a half dozen or more but it comes amid broader recognition that the number of COVID fatalities in the United States is probably higher than the official tally of 614,000 it's probably a lot less than that I I bet it's the opposite this is totally so, so far it sounds like a propaganda article but okay yeah, because they're damn near saying a million people die from coronavirus when the statistics wouldn't back that up. Yeah, I, I, this is probably a bunch of bullshit. But I'm trying to see if they have any details that will make it seem not like bullshit. But so far, this article just sounds like complete... Like, the Kansas City Star created this lie. And... Uh, the press is trying to push this lie, and so I'm trying to see, is there any any details that would make this sound like less of a bullshit lie propaganda article? Oh, yeah, and the U.S. hit the 70% vaccination rate. Okay. Because, like, the... Uh... The threats of the COVID, like, pass and stuff like that, like, they say that vaccinations have skyrocketed. Mm hmm So people are scared of lockdowns and all that and losing their jobs. Yeah. So, I don't know, what does that mean then? You know, like, does that mean anything for, are they going to still keep trying to push this, this, this COVID pass or are they going to, 
or this vaccine passport bullshit or, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if that means anything's going to go better for us or not. Well, actually, uh, I think that's going to, I think the threats of having, you know, shit limited to them, like, actually, it was in France. It wasn't in America. It was in France that the number of people getting vaccinated skyrocketed. Okay, but were you just talking about America or... France. Okay, France got 70%. No, we have 70% vaccination in America, but the vaccinations are skyrocketing in France. Okay, but for those of us in, 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 in the USA, does this mean things will go better for us or worse for us now? You know, Honestly, I think it'll go worse because... They're talking about this Delta variant, and they were originally saying that if we get to 70% vaccination rate, then we can reopen the country again. Yeah. It's okay. We got to the rate, then let's open up the goddamn country again, right? I don't think so. I think they're just going to make the excuse that the Delta variant keeps them from doing that. No, well, we can't let it happen. That's why, you know, you know. Saturday, I'm going back out in the street, I guess. The people in City Hall are fucking it up for people in the streets. That's what I mean. We we can't let it. We can't let them shut down the country again. You know, they they got what they wanted. They got the vaccination rate they wanted. That they, they said, once you get to this vaccination rate, then we'll open up the country. Don't keep raising the bar on us. It's bullshit. But okay. Uh... Fucking dicks. But okay, look, so let's go back to this article, though. Let's see. Is, is there any truth in this thing so far? Like, is it, can they can they give any details that lead to some that would make me think that there's any truth in this story? Uh, in Macan, some requests came from people who wanted to avoid being reminded of how they could not see family before their deaths because. Not what family? could not see family before their deaths because of restrictions on visits to hospitals and nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what else to say? A lot of families were upset. They didn't want COVID on the death certificates. The county coroner Brian Hayes told the star. Mm-hmm. Hayes, a Republican elected official who is also a partner at a local funeral home, said he obliged the request to alter or omit COVID as the cause of death only when there was a factual alternative that could be listed. I won't lie for them. It's got to be true, but I do what pleases the family, Hayes said, according to the star. Mm-hmm. 
but they probably had that, you know, the other cause was probably the real cause of the death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what else the article say? He did not immediately respond to a request for comments sent earlier Wednesday. Jairus R. Hedges, a medical professor at the University of Hawaii in Manoa, wrote in an email that it was understandable for families to want to keep the cause of death private. But coroners should report both the presence of coronavirus infection and any associated underlying disease under the cause of death, he said, as it could help persuade those with pre-existing conditions to get vaccinated. In the propaganda. Yeah, buzzword. Yeah. What was the buzzword? As it. And any associated underlying disease under the cause of death, he said, as it could help persuade those with pre-existing conditions to get vaccinated. Okay, so what's the buzzword? Well, it's not a word, it's a phrase. Yeah, what's the phrase? But coroners should report both the presence of a coronavirus infection and any associated underlying disease under the cause of death, he said, as it could help persuade those with pre-existing conditions to get vaccinated. Okay, so what's the phrase? That was it. Okay, that's too long of a phrase to really be a buzzword. <laughs> well, a buzz, half a paragraph. Yeah, but now that if it's buzz, it's got to be like less than a half a paragraph. Because a buzzword is something you can use as a hypnosis cue in the media to, you know, when you're doing subliminal messages through the news and shit. Yeah. But okay. Bullshit, so I don't even think I want to go into any more of it, because it's just... It's just, uh, they really want to push to shut everything down, and, and they're trying to use this article to do it, and I just think this is all a bunch of crap. I don't like you have evidence, the same thing I'm, I'm seeing from reading this here. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to the next article. And it's like, we should list COVID as one of the causes of death because that'll make people get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's... It's like the, 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 the Kansas City Star pushed this article to, to create this, this, this lie that when people are dying of other shit, Oh, it's because of coronavirus. And yeah, they might have died of this other shit, but coronavirus is there, and we gotta list it because then it'll make people get, do the thing to get them killed. Now, this, this is bullshit. 
Amen to that, brother. State's governor regrets law banning mask mandates. Sounds like propaganda. Wait, which state is this? Arkansas. Okay, Arkansas. So states, what's the first part of the article? Arkansas governor says he regrets law banning mask mandates. Okay, so the Arkansas governor is a backslider, uh, turning, turning, you know, changing sides again because he's he's wants that power from Xi Jinping, and uh, is uh, trying to uh, is uh, saying, "Oh, I made a mistake letting everybody be free. I don't want people to be free because I want that power." Yeah. Okay, well, we know the governor of Arkansas again is, is an enemy of uh, the people still. Yeah, he's a Again. piggy. Oink, oink, oink. Yeah. Definite, uh... More oink, yeah. <laughs> People Oh, fucking man, I fuck people in the streets. Let's fucking start a riot. I'm not sure what to do. All I can do is be visible, and I'm not sure what to do. Everything's getting weird. God, I don't want to play that Tenacious D song. It's so funny. Yeah, ready? All right, ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. Felt completely violated, but I'm here to do a job. Looks like another Cuomo story. Okay. Let's go into it because again, Cuomo's being attacked, and uh, men are really all of us men are being attacked. They want to, you know, make it. If we get pussy, we got to get fired. And uh, well, it seems like it's just a repeat of what they previously said. Okay, you, you sure? Yeah, it says completely violated. Women describe Cuomo's groping and intimidation. You know, no, this is a different, a different spin, though. So it's like these, these are the accusers. So it's like, how many? So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I think this is their their spin on it. So okay, like what? I mean, the other one was their spin too, but this is. Their stories. So, okay, so how many women are saying this now? The governor placed his finger on the back of the trooper's neck, standing behind her in the in the elevator at his Manhattan office, tracing the path of her spine with a two-word narration. Hey, you. 
Oh, that's so terrible. Oh my god, he touched her back. God damn it. So he should be fired for that? God damn. <laughs> he should have just been like, hello. Is it me you're looking dude, for? What a fucking cut! Like, you're trying to get this dude fired for nothing! I mean, he's a lame governor, but god damn it! You just want to get everybody fired for nothing. Yeah, that does sound like an overreaction. Yeah! Okay, so, so let's see Let's see how much other overreactions we got here. So what, what else let's say? Sometimes he asks questions. Why didn't she wear a dress? Why pursue marriage when your sex drive goes down afterward? Could he kiss her? And sometimes he Damn. made statements. He remarked that his ideal girlfriend could handle pain. Okay, so what? God so damn he it. He likes to smack his bitches around. <laughs> Fuck about damn. That's all he did. Like, and you're gonna get him fired for that. God damn. He said that the trooper in her late twenties was too old for him. He directed her to say nothing to of their conversation. The trooper was perhaps most unsettled after an, an event on Long Island in 2019. As she held a door open for him, she felt the palm of his hand on her belly button, pressing toward her right hip, where she kept her gun. I felt completely violated, she later told investigators, but you know I'm here to do a job. Oh, God. You're violent. You didn't touch any sexual organ. God damn it. Your work violated. God damn it. Do well, fuck this doing like, God damn it. I'd say, Trooper, you don't deserve to be safe or comfortable, bitch. <laughs> Doing a job at the behest of Governor Andrew Cuomo was long known to be taxing and often demeaning work. But at a but a 165-page report released Tuesday by the state attorney general is at once the fullest accounting yet of his executive misdeeds and a meticulous render rendering of how that conduct was permitted to fester in the first place. Okay, I haven't seen any misdeeds so far. And if that's a misdeed, god damn. You're just like so, you know, like every little tiny thing is a misdeed. Fuck you. Yeah, I'd say he's a bit of a creep from that, but sexual harassment is a little, little pushing it. I don't know, I'm proud to be a creep, but god damn it, you And I'm proud to be a creepy in. <laughs> 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 
Or at least I know I'm cringy. You <laughs> said. Say it loud. I'm a cringe. Yeah, you went out, but you said, say it loud, I'm a creep and I'm proud. Something like that. I don't know, I couldn't hear, yeah. Well, I couldn't hear what you were saying, so it's like, you went out when, when you said what you said, so. I said I'm proud to be a creepian, where at least I know I'm cringy. Hey, I dig it. I'm, I'm, I'm from the planet creep, so what the hell. <laughs> what else does the article say? To exist as a woman in Cuomo's orbit, the report suggested. Well, here's the keyword. Suggested. Yeah, exactly. Suggestion. Not facts. Suggested. That means implied. Was to live the dichotomy between fear and flirtation. Oh, yeah, you are so afraid of him. God damn it. No, it was just flirtation. It wasn't fear. God damn. And if you're that afraid, God damn. A space where the boss could toggle between intimate and intimidating. And where his senior most aides seemed to operate with a singular focus on the governor's reputation and personal comfort. But again, if a man intimidates a woman, it's okay. And if a woman intimidates a man, it's okay. You know, if they're, if they're in a position of power. Well, I think you mean if a man intimidates a woman, it's not okay. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. But if a man intimidates a man who's in a place of power, it's okay. And if a woman intimidates a man or a woman and they're in a position of power, it's okay. Like all that shit that my that my uh, you know uh, HUD manager did the the how many years that she was assistant manager and manager when I lived in that building that was always intimidating and her supervisor that was always okay. In fact, the report says, as Cuomo sexually harassed women inside and outside his government, greater pains were taken to protect him from himself. Yeah, I don't believe that either. God, they're just slandering, they're just slandering uh, Andrew Cuomo. The executive chamber declined to report harassment allegations from an executive assistant, Charlotte Bennett, to the appropriate state agency and moved instead to establish a practice preventing certain female staff members from being left alone with the governor. Okay. 
The composition of his circle in the reports telling was likely well, likewise intended to minimize exposure for Cuomo and accentuate a culture of fear around confronting him with access granted chiefly to those with a proven personal loyalty. Those with Cuomo's ear included state employees like Melissa DeRosa, his top aide, and outside advisors like his brother Chris Cuomo. The CNN anchor with no formal obligation to the state. The result, investigators wrote, was that employees who are not part of this inner circle of loyalists would rightfully believe and did believe that any complaint or allegation about the governor would be handled by people whose overriding interest is in protecting the governor. So bleak were the options available to Cuomo's victims, witness interviews showed that even unwelcome sexualized attention could be seen as a better alternative to the otherwise tense, stressful, and toxic experience in the executive chamber. Okay, I wonder who the fuck is writing this report. (laughs) A cook. I don't know, I don't know, I'm like, this just sounds just... just sounds so staged, like they're like... I don't know, it just sounds so staged, like a, a bunch of women just decided, okay, it's time to, like, screw with this dude. Uh, hold on, my buddy sent me an audio message. Okay. Oh my god, son, get to the hospital right now. I looked it up, that's not a spider bite. That's not a spider bite, baby. Is uh, is way worse than what you think. Please, please, I looked it up. Go to the hospital now. You're gonna die. Please. He's still there? Yeah. Okay, so where we... Okay, we're in the article. Uh, there's things that, to me, just sounds total bullshit. This report that they're putting in to try and, and, and get him fired. A campaign of retaliation was hatched against Lindsey Boylan the first former aide to publicly accuse Cuomo of sexual misconduct, whose confidential personnel files were disseminated to the news media. 
A proposed op-ed letter disparaging Boylan made the rounds among current and former aides. With the governor himself writing the first draft by hand, aides testified. In his interview with the investigators, Cuomo, who was eventually advised against having the op-ed published, likened the process to an apparent Lincolnian habit of drafting letters as a cathartic exercise but never sending them. Mm -hmm. That's the end of the article. Okay, well, I still support Cuomo. Uh, Again, these women don't deserve to be safe or comfortable. Damn it, we should have a right to, to get pussy and try to get pussy and damn it if we're touching somebody and you know we're not section we're, we're not touching their tits or their ass or the pussy or something uh we shouldn't have to worry oh we might get fired because oh my god we touched somebody god damn uh in uh you know whenever oh we got light shit that's why light is a bad thing man light is just the thing that accuses and exposes us I believe in everything that's in the darkness and uh, I want to be in the circle in the inner circle of the uh, great leader who will unite the world in a a one world communist government in the future uh, if I'm alive at that point You know, when when that when that government in the future happens that will be centered in Iraq, I want to be in that in that uh, that great leader's inner circle. Staggering just like number. The, just, just like the people in in uh, Andrew Cuomo's inner circle. That's, okay, but go on. Staggering number of Americans Trump won. Huh. Okay, like, what's this, uh, you don't get, what, what's this about? I'm, I'm thinking it could be one we maybe want to look at the first paragraph and go, okay, what does this mean, or why do we care? <laughs> A majority of Republicans still believe the 2020 election was stolen from former President Donald Trump, according to a new Yahoo News YouGov poll. Okay, I think we get the gist of it. Okay, so a bunch of Republicans still think Trump won the election. Okay, I don't know like how they got to this opinion, but okay, he didn't. So okay, let's go on the article. <laughs> well, oh. Maybe I'm at risk too from the people who killed him. Hmm? Okay, what's this about? See what the first paragraph says. Mastermind of Moise or Moise killing may still be 
at large, Hades caretaker leader says. Okay, you know, that's important. Mastermind behind the assassination of President Jovenel Moise of Haiti is most likely still at large a month after a crime that shattered the nation and left a political void, said the country's caretaker leader. I think there were a lot of people involved. There were people with access to a lot of money, Prime Minister Ariel Henry said. Tuesday at his residence in the capital, Port-au-Prince, or Port-au-Prince. The people they have accused up until now, I don't see that they have the capacity, the web, to do it. More than 40 people have been detained after Moyes was shot 12 times and his wife seriously injured on July 7th by a group of assailants who stormed into his bedroom. The police and prosecutor's office continue to issue warrants for new suspects on a near-daily basis, but none of the detained have been brought to court. Few in Haiti believe the authorities have yet closed in on the people who organized and financed the complex plot that appears to have been planned for months in Florida. And Haiti and involved flying in two dozen Colombian ex-commandos to the country. Although the president had many enemies, Henry, who was appointed as Moise shortly before his death, said he remained baffled by the crime's ultimate motive. Maybe I'm at risk too from the people who killed him, Henry said. Could they do it again? I don't know. The opposition had said that Moise's five-year term should have ended February 7th, five years to the day since his predecessor, Michael Martelli, stepped down, but Moise had clung to power, ruling by decree for more than a year. Protesters had taken to the streets of Haiti demanding his removal. But Moyes said he would not seek another term in the general election scheduled for September 26, and had been expected to step down even seven months before the killing. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a lot of people that are glad that he died <laughs> in the country. Woo! Thank God that fucker's dead. Exactly. So what else the article said? Claude Joseph, then the Prime Minister, took control of Haiti's government immediately after the assassination. But pressure from foreign powers led to an agreement to let Henry 71 take office July 21st. Mm-hmm. On Monday, Porter Prince's chief prosecutor began issuing the first charges in the assassination investigation. 
and the arrested suspects who include Moises' security chiefs, the Colombian ex-commandos, and Haitian businessmen have been moved to a jail in preparation for trial. But despite some progress, the investigation has been mired from the start in irregularities and attempts at subversion. So people, the people that are doing the investigation are people that wanted to Huh? What? You said what? Okay, so the people that are doing the investigation wanted this this this, this uh, president dead. Well, with all the who done it shit going on, sounds like it. Yeah, exactly. Like that last statement kind of like means that I think that the investigators are fucking up their own investigation. It's like you have detainees, but you haven't charged any of them. Well, I don't, I don't even know if it has anything to do with them being not being charged. It's just like, okay, read that last that last kind of sentence. Uh, but despite some progress, the investigation has been mired from the start in irregularities and attempts at subversion. Okay, so the investigation has been marred in irregularities, so stuff that's not regular going on, in attempts at subversion of the investigation. So that must mean that the investigators are trying to screw up the investigation. Doesn't, Doesn't that sound like that's what it means? Yeah. Exactly. So, okay, let's get so what, what else the article say. At least three judicial officials who compiled evidence and conducted initial interviews with key suspects are now in hiding after receiving numerous death threats. Henry said okay. his main goal now is to hold free and fair elections to stabilize the country. He said he was in talks with political parties and civil leaders to appoint a new electoral board and draft a new constitution that will be presented to voters for approval. So what else the article say? He promised to improve Haiti's dire security crisis before the vote. Swaths of the capital remain in the control of the gangs. He also ruled out requesting troop assistance in preparation for the vote from allies, including the United States, saying the task would be handed by, yeah, handed by the national police. I think that meant okay. hand. I think things are so corrupt in Haiti <laughs> that there is no way that anything's going to be okay in that government. It's just set up because they're like a corrupt, uh, they're a corrupt puppet government of the U.S. <laughs> a lot of weird. 
can't ask him. A lot of weird shit with Mexican games that been happening where my world is just or whatever. I don't know. Who knows? I wonder if me not being good to the Mexican game people is, is uh, why it's taking them so long to come up to where I'm at. But I don't know. Oh, I just saw something in my news carousel that's fucking. Let me make okay. sure it's not what I think it is. Mm. Yeah, that hurts my hips just thinking about. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to even attempt it. I know. Seeing yeah. those people jump over those things is truly amazing. The girls and men that do it that fall while they're while they're in the Olympics and then get back up and continue to go, it's just, like, amazing. I know. I can't imagine falling that hard. I, I'd quit. <laughs> getting, I'd fly Tokyo back right up. back to... Well, apparently, fucking New York City has some vaccine mandates. We should look into that. Oh, shit. That sucks. <laughs> oh, this is fucked up. COVID-19 vaccine mandated in New York. Here's what residents are saying. Oh, shit. Time to leave New York. Fuck. Yeah, I told you, well, we both knew it was coming. Like, they're gonna, they're gonna bring that vaccine passport shit to the U.S. ASAP. And, uh, we gotta stop this shit. We gotta stop this shit. Like, you're in New York now. It's time to fucking go fucking leave New York. Definitely. They do this in India. I'm leaving L.A. I'm getting the gun. Fuck this shit, man. Don't let your land get sold. Please, dude. Do something then. Like, I gotta have a place to go if they fucking force this shit. Yeah, COVID-19 vaccine mandated in New York. New Yorkers who spoke to Fox News were split on whether they supported a vaccine mandate that Mayor Bill de Blasio announced Tuesday. I think mandated is too strong. I think it should be more voluntary and suggested rather than mandated. Jim, a New York resident, told Fox News, we don't live in a police state. Well, in New York, they do live in a police state. God damn. Yes, you do. And de Blasio touchy hands is the dictator. Yeah, no, you, you fucked up. God damn, you just opened up the city and they're, and they're doing, you're doing this shit now? But, you know, everybody wanted to be in the city, now everybody wants to leave your city. You know, like, people like me, I wouldn't want to, I'd want to fucking, I'd yell at you, like, if I was living on the street in New York, I'd be bailing, getting fucking done, and going somewhere. 
Yeah, conversely, another local said, I mean, obviously the voluntary didn't work. And a lot of people have been catching this new virus. And if that's what yeah, it no, takes that's... to get people saved, then I'm for it. I bet you are a fucking sheep, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like bye. Yeah. De Blasio's order requires workers and customers to show proof of vaccination in order to enter a variety of businesses, including gyms, movie theaters, and indoor dining. While the order is the first of its kind in the nation, cities have been renewing mask mandates in order to combat the most recent wave of COVID-19 cases. Yeah, no, that, that's bullshit. That's fucking... That's bullshit. Okay, well... None of us want to be in New York. But, I don't know, New York didn't have something similar to uh, the uh, Gavin Newsom recall either. So, shit. Uh, cities have been renewing mass mandates in order to combat them. Uh, surfacing as new data about the Delta variant comes to light. One local told Fox News the vaccination order is a good thing because left to their own devices, then they it won't be done. We've all got to oh, be a part of this. Fuck you, you fucking sheep. Another New Yorker said it's the way it should have been. It's good policy. Oh, God. You see, notice how they're interviewing more shit than anybody else. Well, Jana Abid disagreed. I think it's too unfair okay. that everybody has to get it, she told Fox News. It should be a decision. Ebed said she still wears a mask indoors and hasn't gotten the vaccine, but will before she returns to school in the fall. So she's just a sheep anyways. Yeah, no, but that school's probably making her too. Yeah, a lot of colleges are making it where you gotta get vaccinated. Roughly 55% of New York City's population is fully vaccinated compared to 49.7% of the U.S. population, according to the New York Times. Okay, wait, so where did you get the 70% then? No, the 70% is a real thing. I'll double check it. Yeah, because the New York Times has said it's only 49%. Yeah, the New York Times, U.S. hit 70% vaccination goal four weeks late. 
Okay, so this other group was full of shit. This in this a new article is just full of shit. Then, because hmm. the New York Times, is, they're saying the New York Times said something else, and the New York Times says something different. So, shit. Well, uh, I believe it was Fox News. Okay. Well, then the new, Fox News doesn't know what the New York Times said, or they doesn't know the newest New York Times shit. It's the, it's in, well, it's the control. I don't like being controlled. One resident told Fox News. Yeah. But another said it's a no-brainer. If you know you're liable to get sick and get people around you sick, just go ahead and take the shot and get it over with. Yeah, they're sheep. Yeah, they interviewed most of the sheep for this article. Yeah. The the order goes into effect August 16th and will be fully enforced starting September 13th. Shit. That's bullshit. Alright. There you go, next article. Yeah, let's go to the next article. Religious leaders warn Congress of festering threat. Chaos is hurting himself while going to the door. Okay, so you there? Yeah. Okay. What was that, the clean ladies? Yeah. Uh, religious leaders warn Congress of festering threat. Okay, let's, let's go into this.
Religious civil rights leaders urged Congress to take actions to combat domestic terrorism. Huh. Okay. Yeah, let's go more into it because I'm not sure what the hell this has anything I mean, like, which religious groups are, like, caving into the government for this bullshit? Representatives from religious and civil rights organizations outlined several specific steps hearing Tuesday that members of Congress should take to combat domestic terrorism and violent extremism, including passing legislation to expand and protect voting rights. Okay, well, voting rights make sense, but what the fuck this other shit about domestic terrorism? That's more stuff to put people in jail. That's bullshit. What else is it? Congress must pass the For the People Act. Wade Henderson, CEO of the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, told members of the Senate Homeland Security Committee. Okay, we get that. That's not a bad thing, but then this other shit goes with it. Enacting the sweeping elections and ethics bill is necessary to push back against the great white supremacist lie that encouraged the January 6th insurrection and has given rise to several state vote restriction measures. Henderson said, referring to the false claims promoted by Donald Trump and other Republican officials that he lost the 2020 election due to widespread voter fraud. Democratic lawmakers from across the country are rallying in support of the For the People Act. In Washington this week, urging the Senate to pass the legislation before leaving town for summer recess. Okay. So what else does the article say? Henderson was among the panel of witnesses who provide the Senate committee with recommendations for how the federal government can address the threat of racially, ethically, religiously, and politically motivated attacks by domestic extremists. Tuesday's hearing, which coincided with the second anniversary of the mass shooting that killed 24 people in El Paso, Texas, was the first of two that the committee plans to hold on the subject this week. Okay. What else the article said? Honestly, I guess somebody texted me.
Henderson was among the panel of witnesses who provide the Senate committee with recommendations for how the federal government can address the threat of racially, ethnically, religious, and political motivated attacks of domestic extremists. Tuesday's hearing, which coincided with the second anniversary of the mass shooting that killed 23 people in El Paso, Texas, was the first of two that the committee plans to hold on the subject this week. In the last few years, our nation has witnessed horrific acts of violence, such as the massacres at the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, and a shopping center in El Paso that targeted Black, Jewish, and Latino Americans. Democratic Senator Gary Peters, the committee's chairman, said in his opening remarks, Okay, so then why use the term domestic terrorism if what we're really talking about is hate crimes? Why not use the term hate crimes instead of domestic terrorism? Because they want to throw everybody into a blanket statement and throw it away. Yeah, no, well, that's the problem. That's the way the Democratic Party's wording on this is bullshit. Yeah, they're, they're definitely playing dirty. Yeah. Peter said he fears that these deadly attacks, along with other more recent attacks of violence targeting the Asian American community, as well as the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol, are a signal of something worse to come. Okay. That's I don't know if I believe that one, but... If the federal government does not take swift action to address this festering threat, I fear we will see more tragic attacks and loss and lose more lives to domestic violent extremism. Eric Fingerhut, president and CEO of the Jewish Federations of North America, echoed these concerns at the hearing, citing that citing the rising threat of anti-Semitism in the United States over the last few years. Fingerhut requested that Congress increase funding for a federal grant program that provides enhanced security for nonprofits, such as synagogues and faith-based schools or community centers that are at high risk of attack, and called on Congress to designate religious and other charitable organizations as one of the country's critical infrastructure sectors. Infrastructure sectors which would make them eligible for additional security resources and comprehensive risk management plan under the Department of Homeland Security. Hey, what else the article say? Paul Goldenberg, a senior fellow 
at Rutgers University and former member of the Department of Homeland Security's Advisory Council agreed with Fingerhood's request saying the lack of adequate resources and cohesive emergency planning to secure faith-based organizations has definitely become an Achilles heel. Okay. If our houses of worship aren't critical infrastructure, I'm not sure what is, Goldenberg said. Except for houses of worship are private organizations and not government. Like, infrastructure doesn't have to do with public, you know, government-type stuff. Yeah, I guess when you put it like that, they're overreaching. Yeah. Uh, I was just checking my bank account. Um, In June, the Biden administration unveiled the U.S. government's first national strategy for combating the threat of domestic violent extremism, which Homeland Security Secretary... Somebody texted me. Uh, Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has called the most significant terrorism-related threat impacting the homeland. Yeah, we remember his last statement. Peters noted that the committee plans to call government witnesses after the August recess to testify about what specifically they're doing to combat this threat. And that's the end of the article. Okay. Um, I don't know. The, mo- the thing that bothers me the most about this is just how all these religious organizations are using the, the Democrat blanket term of domestic terrorism uh, to mostly talk about hate crimes. You know, white supremacist shit. And what the government really wants to do isn't just go after white supremacists. They want to go after libertarians and people from the patriot movement and the militia people. 
Republicans too that support their, you know, philosophies. But I don't think they really want to go after the Republicans. If they go after the Republicans, that's going after too much of the mainstream stuff that you know the people that are running shit. They want to go after the little you know, libertarians and militia people and patriot movement people, and uh, they want to go after people like that because they don't have as much money and as much clout and as much backing. And uh, that's what's happening. Anyway, thank you. Thanks for. Uh, Yeah, I guess I kind of agree with you. Kind of like with the Juggalos, when they termed them a gang, they just picked a small group of people and called them a gang so they could fuck with them. Yeah, man, that's what they always do with everybody that gets targeted by the government. It's always like a small group of people. What's going on with them? There we go. They want to go after a small group of people and target them. I don't think they're going to really target Republicans. Because that's too much of a mainstream society to attack. But I don't know. They're, they closely link the Republicans with the January 6th riot, though. Yeah, but that's kind of like the Democrats, like... That's the Democrats, like, uh... Talking point? Talking points. You know, it's like... I don't think in true policy they're going to do that. getting screwed with, so I don't know, yeah, what's in the next uh, article, as I just stammer through the rest of the show. This explains so much about being a pop star today. Uh, okay, well, see, I'd say go to the first paragraph, because I'm trying to figure out who this is about. <laughs> probably won't cover much more than the first paragraph if you ever mentioned that. I'm just trying to figure out who is this about? <laughs> the unexpected link between Britney Spears and Olivia Rodrigo explains so much about being a pop star today. Okay, why is there such a link between those two? I don't quite get it. But okay. Now I'm now now I'm intrigued. What is the link what is the link between those two pop stars? America's newest pop princess made her way to the White House press stand clad in a baby pink tweed and played skirt suit. 
Okay. I don't know. That looks pretty lame. Chunky white heels and black socks. Yeah, it looks pretty. Just businesswoman name to me. Olivia Rodrigo, the Disney star turned billboard sensation, had met with President Biden and taken a photo with Vice President Harris before facing the masses with her signature half smile to advocate for vaccines. Oh, God. Okay. I bet she would. None of us want you. We really don't. She's pretty, okay. but I wouldn't go out of my way to fuck her. I wouldn't want to fuck her at all. Fuck. The pretty chick that you can't get that, you know, like you're going to have to jump through all these hoops to fuck her. Fuck that. I mean, at least like Britney Spears, you wouldn't have to jump through as many hoops to fuck her, you know? Well, that's just because she's used rotten meat. No, but even before she was that, it was she wasn't. You know, she was more like someone you could actually like see yourself getting together with. You know, like I mean, as much as she really could, you know, you know, it's just dumb music for kids. When she started, this chick like started. I don't know, like what's got her famous isn't quite as dumb with songs unless she's younger than I think she is. But. uh the songs aren't as dumb as Britney Spears' first shit was. But, uh... But okay, like, I don't know, like, it's the similarities because they both started with Disney, or I'm trying to figure, I don't know, we want to, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, starting to think that I should just skip the rest of this. <laughs> Yeah, probably. It's just, uh, propaganda. Well, more than propaganda. I mean, it's just like a cheesy gossip article. Yeah. more. It's just cheesy gossip articles. So, yeah, okay. I thought, you know, there was, like, some similarity between her and the other one, but, yeah, it's bullshit. Okay. Uh, I gotta roll out, bud. Okay, wait, cool then. Yeah, man, I, I'm thinking I should thinking I should change my plans and try to get munchies first uh, before I uh, before I deal with. You know, I, think, I think my plan should be. I mean, I don't know if I want to deal with the phone so much uh, for a while. I think my plans are: I need to get munchies. I need to figure out what state my clothes are in, like what I have that's clean and what I have. I know, I know, I don't. Um, and I don't know if I have clean. I know at least I have clean underwear. I hope I still have a clean shirt. I gotta like put in shower and something. So I gotta like put energy into all that shit. Oh. All right. So I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. All right. Peace. What's up, boss?
Before mine, mine's on the 21st. 21st? Uh huh. But I'm officially done with the 12 steps. Are you? Yeah. You've never done it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, after you go through it the first time, I'm like, that's when you're able to start the sponsor. At least that's what I think. Yeah, my sponsor's telling me to take it slow and not be in a rush, you know. Thank you. 
Yeah, I haven't been to a concert since 2008. <laughs> see, I went and seen uh, uh, I went last year, year before I went and seen Five Finger Duck Punch for my baby's mom. Year before I went and seen Three Days Grace, Chevelle, and Frankie Benjamin with my son and my other girl, and my girlfriend at that time. And then, I don't know, I've been to the week. But the last one I went to, I'm pretty sure it was five feet that much. I think. I'm not sure. I was still getting high, so. Yeah, me and my sister are planning to go see uh, Tech Nine at, uh, like, in one of these cities outside day, and I think it's in Columbus or something like that. Uh, Tech Nine? Yeah. I went to, like, I'm not big on rap, but, like, I would probably see Tech Nine. Tech Nine, I like. He does a collaboration with a lot of people. Yeah. A lot. Like he did some with uh, Five Year Death Punch. Yeah, I heard that one. That uh, remix of Mama Said Knock You Up. Yeah. But he's got a lot of. I like a lot of his shit. Yeah, like, usually I go to stuff, like, because, like, I don't have a car, so I usually go to more local shit, so, like, I've been to comedy shows recently, you know. Wiley's? Uh, comedy shows? Yeah, Wiley's? Uh, I think it's the... Uh, it's over by UD. I think it's the Laugh Factory or something like that. Funny Bone. Yeah, that's what it's called. Funny Bone? Yeah. Yeah, I went to see Eddie Griffin and uh, Lunell. Eddie Griffin, he's a funny motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, he had me in stitches. I would have liked to have seen, like, one of Robert Williams' lives buy a car and show before you, you know, before you die. Yeah, he was pretty funny at the stand -up. I liked him better in movies than I did at stand-up. You seen him at stand-up? Yeah, I've seen him at stand-up. Yeah, I've seen Marilyn Manson at Tots of Oh. He put on a show with, uh, Smash and Pumpkin.